Welcome to All Things Music, a podcast about, well, all things music. My name is Daphne Check. I'm joined with my co-host, Jeremy England. What's up today, dude? Uh, not a lot, but a lot. So oh. last time we, well, last time <laughs> yeah, we talked, I was in the, in the midst of a large move. And I think the last time we recorded, I had pretty much my whole, my whole area packed up. And now today when we're recording, I'm like literally unpacking all my stuff again. So and you're trying far to figure away out now. Uh, we are. I'm in, I'm in Dallas, Texas, just oh. a little bit of a distance, you know, from where I was before. So we truly are like across the internet now <laughs> it's like official now like it's official official now i don't know right. you i don't know what that says so i moved further away, away. <laughs> yeah you seem far away and yet nothing has really changed for us here. Does, does my voice sound farther <laughs> <laughs> oh that was nice i really like yeah, that you sound like you're in a closet uh, i <laughs> it is known as the clothis or the uh, office, um, office it. I don't know. That but. is super genius. The clothis. Yeah, I can't take I can't take uh, credit for it, but it is the reality of where we're at now. But it's cool. So I'm, but I am really happy to be back. This is like I told Daphne. This is our one, one thing I wanted to make sure that uh, we got on the schedule because I foolishly put my microphone into like the moving truck or the moving pod, which just got here Tuesday. And so I was like, I'm an idiot. I can't believe I packed that away. So it got here. It's like one of the first things I unpacked and got set up so we could do this recording. I'm so glad you did. I, I always like, you know, obviously we wouldn't be doing this podcast if we didn't like it, right? That's it's true. And it's funny. I think you maybe got into my head. Again, I was telling Jeremy before we started that I had had in my head um, – as far as planning for this podcast that I really wanted to focus on a city. And in our past life podcast, um, we did some city studies and I was kind of looking to do that again. And with Jeremy, your move to Dallas, I had originally was thinking Dallas. And then I thought, well, I don't really want to talk about Dallas yet because you've barely unpacked. (laughs) You haven't even had time to explore the city yet. So I think uh, down the road, maybe we can, you know, you can come on the podcast and tell us a little about Dallas's musical history. But with the the idea of I wanted to be ge- geographical uh, this week, um, I wanted to talk about a city that's weirdly near and dear to my heart, and that's Nashville. And so I kind of was thinking about this city partly because I have wanderlust really badly right now because of the <laughs> pandemic. Um, I have been fortunate enough to visit the city of Nashville uh, twice and have loved it both times, uh, partly just as a music person. Uh, there's a lot of musical history in Nashville. Uh, and just because it's a really bustling place. And um, those two things go hand in hand. Now, you've never been to Nashville, right? So this is not a city you're familiar with. Is that correct? That is correct. Uh, the most familiar, the, my only education about Nashville as a music city uh, comes from the show Nashville. Uh, the, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have never been there, though. Um, I, first of all, I forgot that it existed. Um, it, was, so. I, it had such good music. If you like oh, really? music, it, it's it's phenomenal. I think it's phenomenal. I mean, there's a lot of okay. country, and we're not. My wife and I aren't huge country fans, but so uh, the person who just was, moved to Dallas, but right in the yeah. south. Yeah, the music <laughs> is very very well done on that show, and the story is it is what it is. It's like a it was like a prime time. Hulu soap opera, but with music, so we enjoyed it. <laughs> That's perfect. Um, yeah, and it, it did. It it showed a lot of like 
I mean, there's a music writer and a couple of band leaders and a, like a country superstar and an up and coming and just kind of like the world that surrounds it. And the other, the other thing that was that I know about Nashville is a lot of um, there's a lot of contemporary Christian musicians that come out of Nashville or at least go down there to to get their starts. Like there's a, a couple of big people that moved from like Georgia to go up to that area, you know, to like get settled in there and find some musicians and find some roots there. So it's like, it, it kind of just, it is Music City USA. I think I stole that from your thunder a little bit later, but. Wow, you're ahead uh, of, you're ahead of me, man. I just, I didn't think, I couldn't, I couldn't think of any other way to describe it, but it is like, that's what I know. I know that I want to go there because I know that every bar and club and library and town square probably has musicians that are like world classes above me. So um, I would just love to go hear that. But I have never been, unfortunately. Well, it is exactly like you think. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit about it is very much just this very bustling music metropolis. And it's it's very endearing, at least as a musician, um, to see all these other live musicians uh, constantly around. So I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But I think what we'll do, let's let's break down the city for a minute. So first of all, Nashville's in Tennessee. We all pretty much got that. It's about three hours from Memphis, which I I is also on my to do list. I I was starting to plan a trip to Memphis um, when the pandemic hit. So I'm hopefully looking to maybe get to Memphis and maybe we'll talk about that another time. But Tennessee and Memphis aren't that far apart. We drove by Memphis uh, driving down to Dallas. Yeah. So, yeah, that's Elvis and Delta Blues and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I, I. this is how little I know, but I know about like Tennessee and Nashville and Memphis is like I totally forgot about Memphis. Na- that's how big Nashville is. <laughs> is like I just totally forgot that Memphis was like a music city because that Graceland, like I said, Elvis is there. Uh, the Delta Blues basically started in Memphis. Um, so then we drove by there. I was like, oh, of course, like Memphis is important. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. That's because when I think of music and I think of Tennessee, it just really is. It is Nashville. Like that is where. You go. So. Mm-hmm. And there's so – that's the beauty of it. You know, Tennessee is this almost like folk music cultural center. And yeah. and we'll talk about that briefly. You know, there's so much music that actually happens in, in Tennessee. But you're right. I think Nashville gets most top billing in this situation. But they are very close to each other, which just stands to reason that the music from both of those places is – are like cousins. You know, they're very similarly related. The population of Tennessee, or not Tennessee, excuse me, the population (laughs) of of Nashville, um, as of when I checked, was 678,448. So not even quite a million, which actually surprised me. That's a little bit smaller than I thought it was um, originally. Yeah, that is interesting. I I would have thought it was, was bigger as well. Yeah, me too. Um, the demographics breakdown that I found via World Population Review, uh, white, 63.49%, black or African-American, 27.58%, Asian, 3.66%, two or more races at 2.62%, other race, 2.36%, Native American, uh, less than a percent, and Native Hawaiian or Pacific Islander, also less than a percent. So predominantly... Um, uh, a community of white people, but definitely diverse because there are se- certainly more uh, more than just one type of population here. And I think a lot of folks just assume because it's the country music capital, it's a bunch of white people, but that's not the case. <laughs> um, yeah. 
so that's kind of how the city looks. The city has two nicknames. Music City USA looks at Jeremy because he already said that one. <laughs> um, and the Athens of the South, which this one I love. So, I did not know this. This is cool. I think this is a cool little fact that, about this city. Oh, yeah. There is such a – so if, let me just say first that Music City USA, this is a reference that's made by Dave Cobb, David Cobb on the um, WSM AM radio, which we're obviously going to – that gets us to the Grand Opry. That So he said it once. It just kind of stuck, and it's plastered on every touristy thing yep. in the city. <laughs> yep. But Athens of the South doesn't get enough credit. So – It's often compared to Athens for two reasons. One, when you're in the city, there's a lot of architecture that is a nod um, to Athens. So there's a lot of kind of Greek architecture, a lot of Greek influence. Um, And there's a particularly prominent Greek influence that I'll say at the end of the podcast. Um, The other thing is that you can throw a stone anywhere in Nashville and hit an institute of higher learning. This place (laughs) has so many colleges. Um, And so it's kind of a nod to Plato and Athens with that commitment to higher education. Nashville really prides itself and has a history of being focused on education. And so that's where, between that and the architecture, um, this is where we get the Athens of the South. It's kind of a cool thing. Like if you're, a, if you're like a musician or, you know, not even like studying music, but if you are a musician and you want to go get your degree, like what a, and you want to try to make it, like what a, what a, there's not a better spot, I guess, to say if you wanted to go to college than to go because I did not know that it had so many colleges. That's for for a population that size too. That's a lot of that's a lot of education, and so like you go get your degree and try to make it in the music business and like you know it's because in music, especially like rock music and country music stuff like that, we don't have. Um, there's not like a football team that you can join. Like, uh, and it's not a rally against sports because they, they have a good gig. Like, you could be an amazing athlete. You could go to a school. You can get paid uh, to go to school. Well, you'll have a scholarship to go to school. You'll play a sport. And then if you're really good, you go to the next level. But if you're only okay, you still have an education to fall back on. And like, that is, it's a good gig for athletes. Musicians, it's not like a thing that you have like that often. So you have to try to make it while you're trying to make it. <laughs> um, yeah. Especially in, like I said, the, the non-classical world of music. So you can go to Nashville, get your degree, and try to make it. You know, playing the the clubs at night. So there you go. Or on your off days, because you can. There are so many gigging opportunities in Nashville that even if you take classes on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you can a hundred percent gig during the day. On that's Tuesday true. and Thursday. Yeah, that's so, so true. There's like the lesser <laughs> spots too. I mean like lesser, mm-hmm. but like those are the more open spots because the the good, good people are going to be playing at night bringing in the money. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. So it's kind of cool that you can – this city offers quite a bit of, of variety. Uh, there's a little bit of everything there. There's also, as you were talking about sports teams, uh, it made me think there are, it's technically home to uh, five professional sports teams, including the Tennessee Titans and the Nashville Predators, both which I mentioned because I'm a hockey and a football fan. So I just put <laughs> this in there for me. So who are the other, who are the other three? Do you know? Um, there's a soccer team. There's a triple A baseball team. Okay. I'm forgetting the fifth one. The... It's on the wiki. Uh oh. All right. I, I didn't know there's that many teams either. So yeah. <laughs> I learned there, something new. And one thing, uh, again, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but um, where the Titans play is very, is like right by downtown. 
There's like a oh, pedestrian cool. bridge that walks over the Cumberland River, and you can just go right to Nissan Stadium. Um, so, you like, I have pictures when I've went of, like, because, I'm a, again, I'm a big football fan, and I really uh, – I have a weird thing about I really love looking at professional sports stadiums and stuff. It's one of my many weird things. Um, so I've got, like, pictures of the stadium with Broadway in the background. Like the oh, cool. Picture. It's really cool. Um, so, yeah, so they've got a lot of sports happening there. Um, and then, of course, as we've said at this point a few times, this is an absolute, this town is just completely saturated with musicians, musician here, musician everywhere. Um, and they're just trying to make it. And you can easily make a living uh, in Nashville. Well, I shouldn't say easily. It's never easy. But you you could make a living just playing bars and stuff in Nashville. And I'm sure there are tons of musicians who do. Yeah. This So there's like a few cities that you go to try to make it when you're doing a certain artistic endeavor. So like Los Angeles, you go if you're trying to make it in acting, right? It's theater, mm-hmm. or not theater, but um, screen. Uh, New York City is where you try to go if you want to make it on the stage. And then Nashville is where you go if you're going to make it as a musician. I mean, there's like the, the other cities you have markets, New York City, Chicago, LA. But like the the cream of the crop, I think, is really... Nashville. A lot of touring musicians are based out of Nashville. Like a lot of tours are based out. And part of that, like the touring aspect of it. Okay, so let's break down musicians for a second. So you have Mm -hmm. like main musicians or like people who are trying to be singer-songwriters or like write their own music and think of like Taylor Swift type people, you know. Um, Then you have uh, gigging gigging musicians who are people who just want to make money uh, playing music. And that was probably this is what Nashville is really good for is like, if you want to make money, like you said, Daphne playing music, it doesn't matter what music it is. You can go to Nashville and if you're good, you can get picked up by a tour and you can go do like a leg of a tour. Um, so like you could like Daphne, you could go down and play percussion and just sit in and like, Oh, you want to go on a tour for three months? Well, Hey, we got Daphne. She's available. Come on. And you could go be like a, a gigging, Tourists. So, like, that's how, like, if you've watched, like, Saturday Night Live, that's probably a good example for the masses. You'll see people will come on with different musicians behind them than they came on with the last time. Well, that's because they're gigging musicians. Then you have session musicians, which are, like, the really, 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 really good people who might not necessarily want to tour, but they still want to make music. And they just go to Nashville, and they work in the recording studios, and they just, like, cut demos. And the really good ones cut, like, production-quality tracks and they get paid, and they're on records, but they might not go tour, you know? So Mm -hmm. there's, like, a job for every level of musician. Because I know there are some musicians who just want to play music. They don't want to be, like, a star. They don't want to be super famous. They just want to make music. So that's where you go. it's, It's just where you can go to have live music. And not to mention the fact that musicians need tour hand, you know, people on stage to set up mics and all that stuff. So if you're into those kind of jobs... Um, there's, there's a lot of them in Nashville too. And of course there's the recording industry down there and stuff. So any, anybody who's really in that music industry really has an opportunity here to be very successful. Yeah. Recording musicians, right. Or sorry, recording engineers, producers, uh, roadies, lighting people, sound people. Yeah. If you are, if you like music, uh, that is the place to go. 10,000%. So Nashville has quite a history, uh, you know. I think most people know about the Grand Old Opry. Before we even get there, um, you know, in terms of historical parts of Nashville, when I was reading about it, there was a 
weirdly a lot of non-music stuff. Um, it's an interesting read. I, I didn't put in the podcast notes because we're trying to kind of focus on the music, but you can go <laughs> back and read some of the stuff that has happened in Nashville, including things, um, moments that were important in the civil rights movement, um, school segregation. There's a lot of stuff in there that, um, it's kind of fascinating to read, but I'll defer our audience to that uh, in their own leisure time. Um, yeah. But before before Nashville really becomes a city, we want to make sure you know we kind of mention this. Uh, settlers just basically come to the area, just like most places. Uh, they bring their folk music with them. So there's uh, you know people coming from the Appalachias, stuff like that. And of course, we know that folk music has ties to country music, right? They're all kind of cousins and friends. Um, <laughs> so you know this was quite some time ago, a couple hundred years ago. In the 1800s, it actually starts becoming a hub for music publishing. Um, That kind of gets the city moving. So we get along there, and then once we start getting some, like, radio and more technology happening, um, in 1925, that's when we get WSM, which is a radio uh, station, and and it starts broadcasting a very, very important country music show. Can you guess what that was, folks? question okay anyway it's the grand old <laughs> I, was gonna, I was trying yeah. to like have a big moment and it i didn't it was good i was i was oh, trying to you. build the anticipation with you right oh, i was trying to i was trying to settle it in with you i will say before we get to the grand old opera because <laughs> it is important to note that the history here you know you have all this stuff that is they should go read because i was doing some uh research myself and it is the one thing that i pulled away from it is it was influential as a city during the Civil War. And why is that important? Well, because uh, it, it's important because it shows that um, there's a lot of commerce that goes through there. So when you're talking about like uh, it, there's a lot of non-music history stuff, well, that's because it's like right in the middle of the country. It's like a perfect location for stuff to leave from and for stuff to come to. And I think when we talked about this in the Chicago episode, we talked about why it was such an important stop because, well, because during the Great Migration, you know, people moved from the south to the north and they settled there. Well, Memphis is one of those places where all these different people can come from all these different cultures and different areas and and settle. And so when you talk about it becomes a a music publishing house kind of like city – uh, that's how it gets its musical start. That makes sense because it's easy to ship stuff from there. I think like FedEx is based out of there, right? I mean, or yeah, and there's quite um, yeah, I think it is. There's also quite a bit of industry. I think that eventually kind of evolves from even that. Um, it just becomes that like middle. It's like the handoff place. You know, you're handing it off from Cleveland to Dallas or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's like it's the like, hub. So yeah, yeah. The the wheel and spoke model. You can look it up on YouTube. It's very fascinating how these companies do massive shipping around. But so for that to be a central hub for music to go out of publishing, and then it it makes so much sense then that this program we're going we're to talk about the Grand Ole Opry that it. Ex- explodes out of there, right? Because it's a central hub again. And in radio, here's the other thing about radio. Like there is a there is a distance that radio waves can travel, you know, like, and it's based on power. And so like if you, if you started a radio station in Washington, like Seattle, like you could get, eventually get enough power where it will reach the rest of the United States, especially if you're doing like AM radio. But like that only goes one direction because the other side is ocean. 
So if Memphis, <laughs> right in the middle of the country, can broadcast a signal that starts to radiate out, um, then that just it makes sense. And it's a good st- it's a good show. You know, like it's gone on forever. So let's talk about the Grand Ole Opry. I, I, I don't want to miss that part of history of why it was important um, where it was in the country. Absolutely. I'm glad you mentioned that. The Grand Ole Opry, I think most people in America have at least heard of this. So if you're not, uh, if you're listening from across the the world, maybe this is not something that is so uh, casually known. The Grand Ole Opry, as we were just talking about, it actually starts as a barn dance. It was basically a little party and it was played on the radio. And it just has kind of evolved today to today. Um, they still are broadcasting these performances that happen in the Grand Old Opry venue. Um, it You can listen to it on in a Nashville local radio station, 650 AM, the Opry website, mobile app, or Sirius uh, XM. I know that I've used the, um, the website to listen before. Uh, that's yeah. just because it's, I mean, I, it's 2021. I'm often on a computer. Um, it's, easily one of the most iconic venues in America. And one of the things I want to talk about is the fact that the Grand Old Opry has moved. In a minute, I'm going to talk about where it was from. But where it currently stands is actually away from downtown. So downtown's where a lot of like the live music and stuff happens. But the Opry is actually moved from, from downtown. It's like it, the north east uh side of nashville it's near a big shopping mall um you can like park in the mall's parking lot and then just walk across this little street and there's this giant historic music auditorium it's a very very big venue um it almost has the feel of a gigantic mega church which will make sense in a minute um and it has very giant screens um that you know if you're sitting way back you can you can watch the performers on the stage there's like a little circle uh well often of like original uh opry uh I, I don't know if it's wood from the ryman um but there's like a circle for performers and stuff and it's kind of an iconic place uh, or an iconic point on the stage it's like um, hallowed ground right i mean it is like... it is hallowed ground and when i talk in a minute i'm gonna talk about the ryman and that is for sure hallowed ground um, but so the Grand Old Opry, the building is pretty updated and new, but it's, it's just like a giant building. It's a really lovely place. Um, and they do performances, you know, a couple times a week. I know when I've gone, um, I've actually planned it out because I'm type A. Um, I've looked at what's playing the week I've gone and then picked my performance from there, but, um, always somebody playing there. But with that being said, the Grand Old Opry building where it is now is not where it used to be. It used to be downtown at the Ryman Auditorium. Um, this is still downtown on Broadway. Um, it's originally was a giant church um, built by Ryman, the namesake, in 1892. So it was this big church downtown. Um, when the ownership changed in the 20s, the building became started becoming used for, for, for performances. So all these you know musicians traveling through would go there and perform. And again, I'll remind you, it's a big church. Um, so once the Opry, once they decided to move the Opry away from downtown, um, they actually almost lost the building entirely. Um, but this really strong, robust, uh, campaign came in to save it because if you've, um, we're unfamiliar, if you're unfamiliar with the building, you have to, you can imagine that a building built in 1892 takes a lot of work to upkeep. So when they decided they were moving the Opry, it was like, well, we don't need this anymore. And basically everybody was like, nah, that's historical. We're not doing that. <laughs> right. Um, so they started um, working on this campaign to rebuild it. 
As of today, the Ryman is still open. It does have performances. It is open to the public for tours. Um, I have only been to the Ryman once. It was the last time I went. I took a tour, and it's basically like a tiny little mini um, country hall of fame. There is memorabilia and stuff throughout, but it it is the epitome of an old church. Um, it looks like an old church when you walk in. It's all these hardwood pews. Um, it smells like an old church. <laughs> I was there yeah. on a very hot summer day, um, and it had that musty smell, uh, which I'm making it sound bad. I don't mean to, but I'm just trying to depict it for you. And there's these giant, big stained glass windows in the back. Um, and it's one of those things. I have been in both the Ryman. I've been in both the Opry. And while you get an extreme sense of um, history, you know, and reverence at both buildings. There's something very special about the Ryman being that it is the original one. And it's maybe partly because, you know, it's a church. And so it almost taps into the spiritual side of you. But as a musician, knowing all the history that has happened in the building and all the people who have sung on the Ryman stage and the Opry stage, but it's just, I have to say, I have to remark, it's, it's a little different in the Ryman. I just felt it's almost spiritual. I don't know how to describe it. When you're standing in the Ryman, everybody was very quiet in there. Like the Opry building is kind of a party and hip and stuff. You walk into the Ryman and it just feels more subdued. And I can't, I wish I had a, you know, way to describe it, but the Ryman is just a very special place. It's, it's like hollowed ground. It's just amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a church to country music. You know what I mean? Like it's just a, it's almost like deifying the 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 style of music, and and it's interesting as you talk about this. I'm thinking like the rise of country music and the popularity of country music is directly tied to the radio because we, I mean, and we teach in our class, country music is is an American music style. Uh, the radio was like at that time formed, you know, when country music kind of was born, and they just grew up together. So to be able to like go there and just something that's so recent but also so epic to be like at the birthplace of that kind of is is a cool thing um and part of it the opry too is it's not like just not not any just joe smoke and come play there right like it's you have to be actually invited into it like it's a, a exclusive club like you have to be invited to perform at the opry you can't just sign up you can't i'm now I'm sure I'm sure that there's some like backroom deals and stuff that go on. That like, but uh, like the the mythical side of it is that like you have to be invited by a the, the Opry itself to to be a member uh, to to share that hallowed stage and that hallowed ground and that honor. So yes, uh, it's not a it's not a simple. I'm just going to request to play there. Um, right. The greats play there and the greats get invited. I know that when I've been there. Um, there, there's it. They, they really um, have a. It's not all country all the time. Both times I have been there, there has been a comic there. Um, so they'll like do a couple, you know, like maybe three bands are playing or three acts are playing, but somewhere between act two and three, they'll give a comedian put a comedian in just to break it up, something like that. Now I went to see if I could find that person as a member of the Opry. I didn't see them and I couldn't remember to be quite frank. I couldn't remember the gentleman's name. It was the same person both times, weirdly enough. Um, but I thought if I saw it, I would know it. I didn't see it. And I 
think you have to be musical to be in the Opry. Now, maybe maybe he's just like the MC. He's like the the clown that goes in between the shows. Uh. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> but he was really great. Um, but I I think you know you can you can perform on the stage. You can be asked to perform on the stage, but be having membership in the Opry. Um, is a little bit different. You have to be asked to sign. As a matter of fact, the first time I was in Nashville and I could have kicked myself because I didn't know this was happening. The first night I was in Nashville, um, they had asked, and I forget who it was now, um, Reba McIntyre was there asking somebody to join the opera. She was the person who came on stage to ask the person. I forget who it was. And I I was going the next night, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, we would have went tonight. I would have seen this history (laughs) unfold because it's a – I mean, people, when they get invited to the Opry, it is is one of the hugest honors of their life. That's awesome. Yeah, you missed it. You missed it. You just have to forever live with that. Uh, Yeah. Well, I, I, it's just like the time I accidentally ran into John Bo, John Bon Jovi and didn't know it was him. I don't know if did I ever tell this? Okay, well, just no. side note, just remind me, people, I have to tell the story about how I physically bumped into John Bon Jovi and didn't know it. That's a whole thing. Oh, that's yeah, funny. I, uh, <laughs> I, I held back Machine Gun Kelly in a fight, so that's my story. Um, um, when I when I was a bouncer, I was used to be I used to be a bouncer, uh, and he came and performed at the club we were at. This is like early in his career, and. Um, it all just went crazy. Okay. All right. So. so we are seriously making a podcast of us telling weird <laughs> stories like that because that yeah. I have to I don't think I knew that story and now I have to know that yeah. story. So oh my God. good times. Good times. So let's talk about uh let's of talk bouncing. About, yeah, Broadway. Uh oh let's God. bounce on over to a totally different genre. Um yeah. And and just talk about broad because that's the nice thing about Nashville. It it gets overshadowed by country music, but there is Everything there, right? Yeah, it's it certainly has a focus on country, but it's it's there's a little bit of everything. I heard jazz when I was on Broadway. I heard gospel when I was on Broadway. Um, I've heard a little bit of rock and roll uh, when I was there. So Broadway is this very big entertainment. It's, it's a street in downtown Nashville. There's shops, restaurant, bars. Um, you name it, it's there. It's, it sits right on the. It ends right up to the. Uh, is it Cumberland uh, River? Um, and the Ryman is right there. It's about a block away. Actually, I think it's technically sits on it, but I digress. Which is why um, this area is so big. A lot of like bars and restaurants built up from the Ryman. And the cool thing about it is it is such a party. Like I went over there the last time I was in Nashville. I went there and it was during the day. And people were already out on the streets playing. All the windows to all these bars are open. So they have like these big giant windows. And you can just hear music store after store or bar after bar after bar after bar. And they're like right up against each other. I mean, they're they're like a it's like a mall of music. And they're, <laughs> that's awesome. They're all right there with a couple, you know, exceptions. I know there's a, a candy store there that I rather like. Um, so I pop in there, get some candy and I can just sit outside and listen to all the music. It just like floods the street. And then and that's just the ones in the bars. Um, there's people on the street, too, just playing. And so it's just this like several blocks of music everywhere. And it's it's never not a party. I went there, I was there, I went there for lunch and there were already people partying, <laughs> trying to say, um, yeah. <laughs> they were, they were at it already. Um, but anyway, so it's, it, that's part of the reason why musicians do so well here because there's a ton of them and that's how they were discovered. When I was walking by some bars, I could hear 
there was like a person from the voice singing at one of the bars. So we went in to listen to them for a while. So, and this was at, this was at 2 PM on a Wednesday. So I think, so it's, it's a constant, if you like music, just go sit on Broadway for a while and you'll be happy as a clam. Truly. What I think, what I think is cool about that and you're just sharing the, the, the person from the voice being on there is, um, this is a good thing and a bad thing. I think we have normalized, really good music in a lot of ways, especially with shows like American Idol and The Voice and America's Got Talent, and like where you can just see amazing, amazing people performing. And then you see like the best of the best of the best up there, right? And so like when you hear somebody who's like hot garbage, according to the judges, uh, you're like, oh, they're, they're so bad. But like really, they're probably really, really, really good still. <laughs> um, <laughs> like where you can go to like this place, like Broadway, where like it's it's – there's no frills. It's just live music. It's just you're there. It is what it is. And you can really just see raw talent. And I think that's what I love about live music is, yes. especially if it's not like a polished show um, necessarily. Uh, if it's just, I, I love it. And I love going to see people in clubs. I love being able to see uh, people just displaying their talents in a in a way that they're like, maybe they're trying to get performed, but really they just might be doing it just because they they love it and they want to do that. Um, I just think that is a cool experience, and yeah. So. I I couldn't agree with you more. I I'm totally on that train. It's funny too, um, even though this isn't technically related to Nashville. I'm going to my first concert tonight, and I haven't been to a concert in a long time, and so I've been thinking about that whole uh, thought of getting to see live musicians and how important it is. And um, who are you going to see? I'm going to see red one and blue. Oh, I, they came to college. Uh, they came to our college. I was a huge fan of them when they came and visited very earlier in their career. Yeah. One of my friends is like drop dead. We'll move heaven and earth to go see them. And so every time they uh, come, I get the phone call, girl, we're going. <laughs> like, yes, yes we are. So, and it's the first time, you know, with the pandemic, it's the first live music. I mean, okay. Yeah. I work with the Columbus symphony, blah, blah, blah. But, I, this is the first like not the I'm, same. It's yeah. just different. I'm going to an actual rock concert, and it's a small venue, and there's masks and blah blah blah. Um, but this will be the first time, and I think it's going to do my musician heart so well to see some live music and just have that feeling again. Because I don't think we can even understand. I don't think it's possible to understate how important live music is, and or how important it should be. To yeah. really experience that. That's great that we have Apple Music, and that's great that we can go to YouTube and find our favorite artists. But being in the same place while they're creating the music is an absolutely different vibe and one everybody should take in, for sure, without a doubt. Without a doubt, 100,000%. Yes. So let's talk about So You say you're going to a smaller venue, mm-hmm. um, which is one of my favorite places to see. I mean, I love all live music, but I like yeah. smaller venues for the reasons you just described. But there are a lot of them, <laughs> like you even just talked about on Broadway. And just to reiterate, this isn't the same Broadway as New York, right? This is like a Broadway. Oh, yes. This is a different Broadway. Yeah. This is in um, downtown Nashville. Right. Yep. So this is uh, – so Tootsie's – I know Tootsie's Orchard Lounge. Like I, I do know this one. Oh, yeah? Um, I mean I, I've heard of it. It's I mean it's famous, right? It's like mm-hmm. <laughs> like probably one of the most famous places in, in Nashville. But the original – what did you say? To be discovered, honky-tonk bar and high mm-hmm. honky-tonk music. So fun. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like it's right next to the Ryman, purple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it's um, gorgeous. 
I love it. Yeah. It's so, it's exactly what you think it looks like, and it's amazing. <laughs> Especially by somebody named Tootsie, right? Yes, yes. Uh, so tell, yeah, guys, read here a little bit about, or tell us about Tootsie, what you got. So I didn't know much about her as a person. I was the same thing. I, um, I had only heard of Tootsie's Orchid Lounge and have a picture of it. I was not lucky enough to go in, but the next time I go, man, I got to go. Um, it, it just was too busy both times I had been there. Um, but the the original owner, Tootsie, was just seemed like just this really lovely person. And the thing I found in my research was this rumor. And it the, it was basically like, so the Tootsie, again, is right behind, or Tootsie's, excuse me, is right behind um, the Ryman. So a lot of people would go there after playing there. Well, musicians don't generally have a ton of money or a ton of resources <laughs> no. for themselves. Especially so, if they're trying to make it, right? No, that's right. So <laughs> she kind of took pity on them. And so she would put an IOU um, in the in like a cigar box that she kept out of the counter so that people could eat and have a drink or whatever. And everybody kind of loved her for this. So at the end of the year, a lot of those opera performers, especially when it was still there at the Ryman, would just go in and pay all the tabs so that, she wouldn't lose all the money because they they were just so endeared to her um, for doing this. Um, so it, she's just really sweet. She passed away in 1978. They they God bless them. They buried her with a little orchid, you know, oh, because of this. Yeah. It, it just it's it's incredibly sweet. What I read, like I just found it so wholesome. A liquor joint that was wholesome. I loved it. Um, <laughs> and so, um, but she passed away in 78. The building actually still stands, and they. They even put a Tootsie's in the airport. I don't know. Awesome. The last time I've, I've only flown into Nashville once, but um, I walk, it was on my concourse and I walked by it and I was like, that's not the, that's not Tootsie's. Tootsie's, I was confused <laughs> for a minute. It's, it's fallen on hard times and it's moved yeah. locations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really confused, but I stood there and looked at it for a second, even though like my car was waiting and, but I'm like, I got what? I like had this moment. But um, I, I really hope the next time I go to Nashville, um, I can stop there uh, where me and my family are talking about making like a drive to Nashville, then hitting Memphis and driving back, like when things are completely safe. Um, so my hope is to really go to Tootsie's next time because it's such, again, it feels like hollowed ground. Um, so many people were in there, uh, constantly and so many big name artists really have a love for that. The other thing I want to think, listen, just go to their website. <laughs> just, just Jeremy, I would even say go right now. Just go look at it because it might break your computer and it'll be amazing. The link is in oh the show notes. Just go okay. click on it. Um, it's so good. Just just come on. Come All right, on. is there noise? Hold on. I'm do- okay. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> is that not the best? So please, everybody, I just want to encourage you to go to the website <laughs> because if you want to blast from the past, you just you – just, it truly is like a 1995 Nickelodeon website. I know. I was so excited to share that with everybody. Oh my gosh! That's and we laugh so hard. I'm gonna visit. I'm gonna visit that when we're done recording because I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want it to shut down. I know, but I, I I was like, I'm going to tell Jeremy while we're recording to just go. To, oh my gosh! It because it's too too um, too fantastic. Oh, that's so, beautiful. Isn't that beautiful? Um, so with with the influence of Tootsie's. Um, from on Broadway, I think a lot of other, uh, you know, celebrities have taken a cue They're Basically, all these restaurants on Broadway, all these bars on restaurants or whatever, they have celebrity names. And so I listed a couple here. Um, Florida Georgia Line has the FLG house. Jason Aldean has Jason Aldean's Kitchen. That's one of the places I've had lunch. 
Um, chicken and waffles, pretty fantastic. And again, live music while I was eating was awesome. Um, Blake Shelton's Old Red, I also went in there. That's where I found the voice singer. Again, 2 o'clock, went in there. Um, Dirk Bentley has Dirk Bentley's Whiskey Row, Alan Jackson, AJ's Good Time Bar, Luke Bryan, uh, Luke 32 Bridge, and Miranda Lambert's Casa Rosa. And that's just the ones I could remember. Um, so that's a lot. I know there's a Kid Rock one there, too, somewhere floating around. Um, but there's the point is a lot of celebrities um, have places there. So, you know, you'll feel a little like, all right, marketing, you're in my face. I get it. You're famous, but yeah. but it's worth it. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I mean, it's it is the place to be, and it's interesting because there's not other places like this. Like, okay, so Cleveland has the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? And they right. don't have rock. There's not like a, a row of rock musicians there, like rock musician restaurants there, or like the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You know, there's not that's in Canton, Ohio. It's like tiny. That's like you my might backyard. miss it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's in my backyard. Uh, but here they just start, decided like, just put it all in one spot. I guess I, that's a very fascinating. I wonder why they why it's like that and not like other places. Because here on Broadway, uh, or you said technically not Broadway, but very close, is the Country Music Hall of Fame. And I, I wonder how much they have to compete with like the Ryman, or, you know, or like <laughs> the Grand Ole Opry for for stuff. But I don't know. I got a sense since I've been to both those all those places. Like they're all pretty evenly distributed. Um, I think it's because I, and I I didn't really look, but I assume that's part of the reason why they moved. They wanted the Grand Old Opry to be uh, near where the Opryland Resort was. There used to be a theme park there. Now it's just a big mall. That's a whole story, too. You can read about that. But because there's so much going on, like the Country Music Hall of Fame and uh, and Broadway and all this, they're, they're kind of equally distributed, it seems. But, yeah. Well, I mean, you get so much to go around, oh you know? Gosh, so yes. Yeah. And so, you know, right there off Broadway, as we said, it's the Country Music Hall of Fame. Um, it's like a block over if you want to be real technical, but still, it's right there. Um, it's exactly what you think it is. It's a giant museum, has a lot of country music history, memorabilia, tons of guitars, tons of outfits. Um, there's a beautiful, when you walk in, there's like this, um, I don't even know how to describe it. It's basically like a water feature that flows through the lobby in front of the museum uh, you can look it up. There's, it's, it's really cool. Um, I have tons of pictures of it because it's just like rippling water before you go into the sequin jumpsuits. It's really kind of fun. <laughs> um, it does. It's currently showing an exhibit featuring Casey Musgraves and a couple uh, other things. Um, I only mes- mentioned the Casey Musgraves um, one because I actually saw that one when I was there last time. It's been a standing exhibit for a little while. But one of the very cool things about the Country Music Hall of Fame is that they have some online exhibits. So if you go to their website, which we'll link in the show notes, um, you can go and tour some of this memorabilia, hear some of the audio recordings and stuff online from the comfort of your own home. So definitely check that out because it's a great way to uh, see what the museum has to offer, um, even just from being home. And you can still do that during COVID-19. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, this. And good opportunity for your music teacher and want to give some extra credit mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to yep. go explore stuff. I already thought about uh, that for next semester. <laughs> uh, there you go. So I thought this was interesting too. So you have – okay, we've, we've covered so much music already, which is the point, but like in Nashville. But so we, we've gone from the Grand Ole Opry to the Old Opry to Broadway to another place called 
music row. A whole nother row. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. So uh, so this is this is recording studios, right? This is all yeah. what we got here. Mm-hmm. We did, we just drove through this just because I wanted to say I was on Music Row. Um, yeah. If you look at a map, it's really jacked up. Like it's so it. I don't even know. Just look at a map. It's we got lost pretty hard. Um, but basically, it's just a chunk of town. Um, it's I think it's tech uh, technically eleven blocks from Broadway. I think. Um, but it's just a place where all the recording industry happens. So lots of um, people have recorded here. That's, you know, we talked a lot about Broadway is the place where you go for live music. But if you're a recording musician, you're probably living over on Music Row. Um, this is where you're you're in the studio. It's, it's not just country music, though. There's many types of music here, uh, including country gospel and contemporary Christian, as you were talking about um, earlier on in the podcast. So it's it's not just limited to that. Um, but there's lots of recording going on here. It basically, quite frankly, does just look like a bunch of buildings and that's fine, but that's what it is. It's also where the, the country music hall of fame was originally, but as Nashville has developed, it clearly is moving buildings. Um, so now country music hall of fame is downtown, but music row is where the first country music hall of fame was located. That's cool. I know somebody who's gone down to record in Nashville, which I think is a cool, a cool thing to know somebody. Did they go to music row? You know, I, I don't know that much. I just know they went to Nashville. They're a contemporary <laughs> Christian, contemporary Christian artist that uh, went down there. And it's funny that that they're so linked here. You had mentioned that specifically because a lot of the um, uh, apologize for maybe a disparaging, but bro country, um, you know, or like pop country, this big country that's like kind of poppy, uh, and some not so much anymore. It's kind of shifting, but like. Some like mainline contemporary Christian music is sounds almost exactly the same. Like you could tell, like oh, you have a flavor. You know what I mean? Like I know where you came from, <laughs> but but you'd have to listen to the lyrics because you don't know is this, is this is this country or is this going to be Christian? And sometimes you still had to listen even closer because you know sometimes they're kind of intertwined <laughs> with each other. Well, so much of what we've talked about on this podcast and just in general is so many types and genres of music are siblings or, you know, for lack of a better word and um, Christian and country, they can all get very closely related. So you're right. When you're Mm -hmm. listening to some of this stuff, um, you have to listen really closely. And old gospel, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. old gospel and country is very, but it is, it is something to say. There's um, definitely sounds that come from different regions of the, the country, you know, like, so you could, you could hear a Seattle produced record or a New York produced record. Like if you start, well, if you live in that world, I guess, I'm not saying that I do, but I, I can certainly tell or have a good guess and get it with uh, that something was produced in like a big shop in Nashville um, to be like, oh, that's like, that's that Southern sound. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, it has a flavor and that's cool. It's like, just like that's their influences and that's what people go there for. And it's very popular and very successful and there's nothing bad about it at all. But, um, and those are just the, the really big studios in the style because the people that are recording down there, I should say the people that are recording down there are world-class. Their studios are world-class. The music they put out is world-class. So, um, you know, like they could do anything they wanted, but you just don't like, and so can the people like in New York city and, LA, but like you go there for a sound, you know, like, so people kind of congregate and self group based on, um, their sounds as it is, which is, I think just a fascinating study on 
society, just like we do in groups. We just kind of coalesce around people that are similar to us. I think musicians kind of do the same thing uh, in different cities. So. Once, once again, our sociology uh, pretend degrees are coming out. Because <laughs> uh, I'm, to- again, you're totally right. We both, we... Well, you, you think I, I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> I pretend I could be you're totally right. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so folks, tell us if we're wrong. Yeah, That's, I but guess let's talk... Let's, Let's get to the real meat of this whole podcast. The, the the secret reason we talk about music is so we can talk about food. That's right. Those are facts. That you just said. That's <laughs> that, a that, that straight is correct. Fact. Yeah, that is correct. We so, we love food around here. I <laughs> I made two other notes about Nashville because I think they're worth our time to talk about. One being hot chicken. Get yes. some hot chicken. I love hot chicken, so. Oh, dude. And you have, listen, you got to go. Okay, so I am like, I can't deal with spice even. (laughs) Like, I'm the worst. I I, I am convinced I even have a black pepper allergy because I just, I hate, I, I don't do hot food. I can't. I want to. I can't. But with that in mind, this is the real deal. I get it, like, as late as I possibly can. But if you go to Nashville, get yourself some hot chicken. There's you could read all about Nashville hot chicken. It's that real southern deep fry. Oh, it's the best. Hattie B's or Prince's is where you want to look. Now I have tried to go to Hattie B's twice, and the line is out the door, and I can't get in because I haven't had time. But Prince's I've been to, and it is unbelievably stellar. It's funny. I've heard of both of those places. And again, not being from Nashville or not going to Nashville, I've heard of Hattie B's and Prince's. Both, so that's just kind of their reputation. Mm-hmm. Definitely precedes them. <laughs> so so good. I know we went as a family uh, a couple years ago, and my brother-in-law will eat spices like it's his job, and me and my sister just laugh at him most of the time. But he, it was so hot he couldn't stand it. And I'm he's, I mean, he eats ghost peppers for fun because he's that yeah. guy. And he he got the hottest one, thinking he could handle it, and. Bad no, it, it just it just hits different, right? They just got the different yes, mixture. <laughs> it absolutely does. So you know, go if you want to see your family uh, cry, take them. Um, it was a good time. Um, so definitely get yourself some hot chicken while you're in Nashville. The other thing, and I don't, I think a lot of people miss this one. As we were talking about the fact that it's the Athens of the South, um, there is a place called the Parthenon that is in Nashville. It's in. Um, a park and I it's by Vanderbilt University and I cannot think of the name of the park but um there's a full-size replica of the Greek Parthenon and it is amazing um it is it's really an art museum now but you can stand outside and you know look at the Parthenon and then at the top of it um you go into it and there is a giant statue of Athena at the top and it's it's like all covered in gold and I have this picture of my last trip I went with my mother and she looks like an inch big compared to this when I tell you this statue is huge I'm I I don't it's unbelievable and it's even more unbelievable that it's inside something so when you go to to Nashville get yourself some hot chicken have yourself a lunch uh, of hot chicken and then go over to the Parthenon because it's People get so focused on the Nashville country music stuff that they forget about the Greek stuff. And yeah. I think I even read that they use the exterior of this Parthenon for the Percy Jackson movies. Oh, wow. So it's a pretty big deal. So get, get yourself hard chicken, go to the Parthenon. <laughs> I have the funniest thought of like, could you imagine being a time traveler from Greece, like from the past, and you come to the future 
and you just see this random city in the middle of the United States of America that probably you don't know anything about, just like randomly constructing this great monument that you probably took years and years and years and many people to build, and like the pillars are getting lifted up by a crane. Like how <laughs> – like this <laughs> – You're like – Excuse me? You're, yeah. you're like insulted. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, it, yeah, that's cool. I, I'm, I'll for sure put that on my list to to check out when we when we go there because I think you're right. I think it is um, – well, there's a lot of things. It's, it's, it has a ton of history. The musical side we just spent 45 minutes or whatever talking about because it's so important. And we haven't even – we haven't scratched the surface of it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there's like that other side that – the Greek side, the culture side that's not music. And then it is, it's the state capital, right? I mean, so you got that going for it. And like I said, it was like one of the most fought-after cities in the Civil War. So you got that history to it too. So overall, I think, get some hot chicken, go visit the Parthenon, and then go watch music. Yes. And then do everything else I guess you can. But I'm I'm excited to go. I think I'm actually closer now than I was before. I, I was going to say, I'll bet you are now. I know for me, it's about a six-hour drive from here. It's it's okay. absolutely doable, yeah. um, but it's the flight isn't probably bad either. To, well, you you would have a whole family to take, but I rode. I did one way. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm going yeah. by myself. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Forget the flight. No, no, you got to take them because they'll all they'll all love it. And and I strongly recommend a course as we wrap up today. I want to, you know, uh, if you're from Nashville or know about Nashville, hit us up. Let us know um, how much I got wrong or was even close or did I forget (laughs) a restaurant or did I forget something? Um, I've only been twice. I'm quite the novice to Nashville, but I'm always interested. And I'm sure Jeremy is as he gets ready to plan his trip, um, you know, to figure out where else to go. So. Yeah, Nashville, you rock, keep rocking, and you're amazing. Uh, so as we close, just as a reminder, you can listen to us talk about music however you want, wherever you choose. We're overcast people. I know we've said that in our past life. Um, but if you want to find us on the socials, um, we are at A-T, or excuse me, I almost said it wrong, at underscore A-T-M podcast on Twitter. You can shout Jeremy out on Twitter at Jeremy P. England. You can email us, contact at allthingsmusicpodcast.com. And, of course, you can just find us at our website, allthingsmusicpodcast.com. So listen to some country music, think good vibes about Nashville, and we will see you next time. Bye.